Hi, everyone. Today's episode will highlight the benefits of traveling, particularly after the loss of a loved one. As we know, losing our loved one completely rocked our world and turned things upside down. The idea of traveling for most of us was the last thing on our minds as many of us just tried to simply survive day by day. Given this context, I wanted to spend some time talking about this with two fellow widows that will spotlight how important it is for us to embrace the benefits of travel as a means to heal and realize that the world is filled with beauty and opportunities. Travel gives us the opportunity to reflect and explore new insights and perspectives. Research actually shows how it changes the brain. And boy, do we need it given widow's brain and improves health. As for me, I love to travel. And for our family, much of our plans were centered around the NFL football schedule. Once that schedule was released every April or May timeframe, we started planning which city would be going to to explore and attend a football game. I am so blessed as it gave me and my daughter such great memories with my late husband, Keith. As I went into my second year after his passing, I deliberately focused on traveling as a means to not only heal, but to honor him. Nashville was one of our favorite cities to travel to, especially since Keith was a Tennessee Titans fan. So what I did over the summer was planned with family and friends to go to Titans home games while giving them a tour of the city. I was our personal guide. So today's guests are Aaron Henty and Jennifer Clark. Both will highlight, highlight how important travel has impacted them on their healing journeys. Erin is a life coach and will be discussing how she expanded her work to focus on the transformational aspects of travel. And Jennifer will highlight how our recent trip to Nashville in late September was life-changing and pivotal in her healing. So my goal for today's episode is to give you hope in the future and how travel can be one way to help you heal and move forward. As always, if you have any questions from today's episode or you would like to recommend topics for future podcasts, please reach out to me at widowsthatwine at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. I'm excited to have Erin Henty and Jennifer Clark join today's episode on the healing benefits of transformational travel. I know it's the last thing a widow wants to think about soon after the loss of their loved one, especially early on. We get it. The three of us have been there and completely understand. But on this journey, you're going to find yourself growing and evolving. What many of us say is the creation of a new you. And travel may be just one aspect that may help you on this growth journey. The three of us have seen the benefits, so that's why we want to share it with you in the event it can also help you. Erin's going to share how her trip to Fiji completely changed her life. And the same for Jennifer. A trip to Nashville was pivotal for her. So welcome, Erin and Jennifer. Thank you. Hi. All right. Well, thank you both for being on this episode. So Aaron, let's start with you. I know a little over a year ago, you went to Fiji and it became a transformational experience for you. It kind of now has led into different areas of things that you're looking at. So why don't you talk about that and share that with us? Yeah, I would love to like 
rewind just for a moment because I think it like sets the stage for going on that that experience because there was a couple of things that had to happen before then <laughs> in order for this one experience to change my life if that's okay sure. um I feel like when we talk about transformational travel um it me can mean so many different things to different people so I just wanted to just share for me um it's meant so much more and not even just going on the trips themselves it's the process like leading up to it because as as a widowed mom back in um 2015 right after my husband died i knew that one of our goals was to travel with our kids but the idea of traveling even with them on my own seemed very overwhelming it seemed very um daunting and i didn't i think as women and um as humans like our basic human need is like safety and certainty and there was none of that um in the early stages of grief um and i wanted to be able to create a little bit of that as we we traveled and so i had a conversation with my late sister at that time and we were talking about spring break the following year and she's like hey if i plan all the details of the trip and all you have to do is get your ticket and show up and pay you know your portion of it you know, would that work for you? We're going to go, we can rent a house in Mexico and spend the week together and I'll organize the meals and all the things. And I was like, yes, count me in. Like, <laughs> I didn't have to think about anything except the beautiful experience that we were going to get to have together as a family and um, didn't even have to plan. We just got to like go there. And as we felt like doing different things, just take part in that experience together. And so that made me realize like really early on that I want to keep doing these experiences, but it also helped build my confidence. All right, if I can buy a ticket and go on a plane and, you know, and, and just show up and have everything else planned for me, um, it gave me this sense of relief. And so when we decided to take our next family trip together, I knew those things. And so I made sure that those other trips we had planned, like I had the second trip we planned was to visit my friend in Oregon and she had a house for us and was going to help like prepare meals for us. And all we had to do is get the, get to the location and get the car and travel and allowed us just to enjoy the experience and be present with one another while we were there. And so I knew there was something there. And as time went on in 2020, um, after the loss of my sister and my niece, I knew, I knew that like, because I had these these trips and these things to look forward to, not only with my family, but for myself, there was something to this. And I wanted to be able to provide that space for other women who were considering traveling. But at that time, I was just early on in my conversations of like, hey, this is something I'd like to do in the future in two to three years. And I didn't know, I just kind of let the timing of everything unfold as it needs to and wasn't trying to put a timeline or pressure on it. So flash forward, after having conversations after my sister, my niece died, I'm like, I want to take women, I know I want to travel with women all around the world. Um, I want to get that started in a few years. And wherever that ends up taking me awesome. Well, we went through the global pandemic. <laughs> and um, I knew as we were starting to come out of it in 2022, Fiji's uh, borders opened. They had closed down to protect their 
um, people during that time period and they'd been closed for 22 months. And I'd been waiting for this Fiji trip since 2019. Like as soon as I heard that I could have an opportunity to go to Fiji with this, um, I, I was in the Tony Robbins community and I had bought um, a package to be able to attend different personal development um, retreats and conferences and things like that. I was like, Fiji was singing my name and I was like, I want to go because I can't, I know I'm going to be going to a group of like-minded people, even if I don't know who they are, um, that are, have shared experiences and we can all be together and just spend a week and a half. Like, why would I not do that? And so when, when I had the opportunity, even though I knew that in the back of my mind, I was still scared. <laughs> I was like nervous. I remember calling up my friend who's traveled the world one day. I was like, can we jump on a call? And um, she asked me, she's like, what's stopping you from going? I said, the uncertainty of not knowing who's going to take care of my kids while I'm gone. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, what do you need to do in order to have that certainty? I was like, I need to get an answer for my mom that she's going to be able to come up here and take care of my kids and be there for them, you know, to while I'm gone. And and then she so she just kept asking me questions and digging a little bit deeper. And I got off that conversation with her and called my mom. And because my mom had just not been sure with her own health, if she could make it, I just said, Hey, mom, do you think there's some reasonable level of certainty that you can come up that you'll be able even if I have to drive down and get you and bring you up here? I was like, Could you do this for me? And she's like, yes. And that like started the process. I realized that was the big box that had been unchecked in my mind that that kept me from fully stepping into the experience before I got there. It's like, I knew I was supposed to go. I knew I needed this for myself. I, but the biggest growth I've had is really just understanding myself and what I need in order to make not only these trips happen, but to be able to set things up in my own personal life that allow me to feel more confident, to feel more certain about what's going to be happening um, and just allow me to trust the process to let it unfold once I know those big things that I really need to have in place are in place for me. And so it's anytime I start to get anxious or worried, I know there's something deeper going on. And so even just leading up to Fiji, that was like the biggest breakthrough for me was like understanding like, hey, it's okay that you're feeling uncertain. We just need to figure out what the, where that uncertainty is coming from and make sure that like you feel supported um, as we move towards Fiji. I say we as in me, myself, and I, like I have to step outside myself to understand what's really going on. And that's a lesson that I've even taught my kids along the way. Like when, when I'm feeling like when I have emotions that aren't characteristic of who I am, and I'm feeling really anxious or getting irritable or agitated, my daughter will ask me, okay, what's really going on here? And that was probably the biggest gift leading up to that trip that I gave my kids and to myself is that understanding because all we want for me, I just want to be able to feel connected and be able to love on the people that, you know, are coming with me on the trip and I want to be able to really just be playful and silly and like show up as myself. But if I have all these other things that I haven't really sorted through or started to answer, it keeps me from fully being able to experience what I want. And so I feel like how that served me is when I showed up in Fiji, I was very present. 
my goal of that trip was just to stay present in the moment. Don't think about having to go back home. Don't think about what's happening at home because I knew I had somebody there that was working through all the the obstacles that came up with my teenagers, but also um, just allowed me to like really meet people and get to know them and understand them and like show up as myself when I got there. And I didn't even know the people that I was running into. It was just fun because as soon as we found out we we're going to the same place, it's like we were able to just dive into those deep relationships right away. Um, you know, when you're sitting next to somebody at the airport, I just was like, oh, hey, like, where are you headed? And they're, they'd tell me and I'm like, wait. So this woman, um, I know I could share so many things, but when I arrived in Fiji, I was getting in the smaller airport to puddle jump over to the smaller island I was going to. And this woman's telling me her story. And this is the beauty of our world today and how well we're able to be connected, even from all around the world. She was from Germany and she tells me um, her story. And I'm like, this sounds really familiar. Like I've heard this story before. And as she keeps talking, I realized I just opened my mouth and I was like, Annika? <laughs> and I had met her through a Facebook group where uh, that was going to Fiji and she had shared her story. And here she came from Germany. She was on the other side of the world and we're sitting next to each other now in this airport. And we like just knew each other. Once we like, once we figured that out, it was like, oh, wow. It, it felt like I knew her before I even met her. And so we were drawn together, even sitting next to each other in the airport. It was so crazy. So um, that's kind of how my entire journey unfold, but I'll let you ask questions and, um, I haven't even gotten through my whole experience yet. So <laughs> no, I think that's great, Aaron. And I think this is probably going to compliment a lot what Jennifer will highlight as well too, but what you've shared. And I think for those that are out there listening to this, or, you know, that can relate is it's that it's when you're traveling, it's that before, right? There's, there's a transformation on what happens before it's that preparation. Like you're highlighting, it's also the excitement, right? It's, it's being involved in that process early on to then when you get there, right? There's, there's stages before, while you're there. And then for both of you, when you highlight that too, afterwards, yeah, right? there's different stages. Um, but yeah, if you can continue, I mean, if there's something you can continue with the Fiji, cause I think again, what you're going to share is really going to compliment a lot. What I think Jennifer's going to highlight. Yeah. So like the beautiful part about being in Fiji is these people, their culture, the, what the, the, the individuals that we were surrounded with there, we got to interact with very often. I mean, they were our support people. They were involved in our day-to-day -day stuff that we were doing. We just got to know them and built some really great friendships with the Fijian people. And they are so present. They're not asking you about your hopes and your dreams or where you've come from or like any of that stuff. They just want to know how you are right now in that moment and like just be a part of that experience with you and so that was like a beautiful gift in and of itself and helped me to continue to stay present it's not that i wasn't thinking about the future but i wasn't having the same feelings about my future like what was going to happen when i got back how the transition was going to go from being on my own for two weeks to now coming back to my kids and all the things that happen in our day-to-day -day life and so the gift that they they gave us during that time was to be fully present 
with ourselves and the people around us so we could truly enjoy that experience. And it was really the last night there. I had met a friend because I flew in a day early. Um, actually, I ended up flying in when I pedal jumped over to Fiji and was getting in line to go board the plane. I was wearing um, a hat, like um, a, a Live Lucky hat, which uh, Tony Robbins owns that company. So his leaders were like, oh, hey, are you going to the Tony Robbins thing? And I was like, yes, that's where I'm going. And um, I didn't know that all of them getting on the plane were the leaders until they started sharing. And so I was like taking pictures with them and like laughing and having fun. And I had no idea that I was going to be the only like participant there the first day. But they just like embraced me and like took me under their wings and let me hang out with them and have dinner with them and go to their meetings with them and like whatever. I was like, it was just really amazing and one of the other first guests that are a guest that arrived my friend tony he was also from living in germany at the time but now he's in spain um we became really good friends and we're also he ended up extending his trip as well so like we were both there on the last night and he had made friends with some of the locals and so he's like hey do you want to like ride with me and some of the locals into the village and hang out tonight and i was like because I had him and I had some level of certainty and safety just having been around them and been to the, into the village because we attended church there one of the Sundays when we were there. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And in Fiji, they have this tradition. It's um, they sit on a, just a straw mat and mix up some root water um, called kava and, and a root like root powder into water called kava. There's nothing significant about it as a matter of fact it makes your tongue go numb and that's about all it does but it's like their traditional drink but it's the it tastes like dirt water is what it tastes like and he's like we're just gonna go sit around and drink kava and i'm like okay now it's just the two of us and now i know how i not only have to drink one of these i have to drink as many as they pass around because you just don't say no this is not how it works and i was like okay this like i'm gonna take myself out of this but they set it all up for us and we all sat around with their entire family on their front porch in this in their village in Fiji and it was like so magical because we just sat around and drank their I, I don't mean to call it dirt water because I know that this drink is very sacred to them their kava their kava drink and we just shared stories they just kept checking in with us like how are you you good like very present in the moment, uh, shared their traditions, shared what, you know, they had to gift us. And that was really a sacred like moment for me because I really got to know these people in a totally different way. These are individuals that have nothing but are willing to give everything to make other people feel loved and connected. And um, I think oftentimes, in uh you know when we're not in a third world country we can take some of that for granted and so i like boxed up that little gift they gave me and brought it back it's like it doesn't doesn't matter where i'm at on this journey or what i'm going through the biggest gift i can give somebody is the power of my presence and being able to just check in with them and be very present for them and i'm still learning that with my kids sometimes i can check out because i don't want to get in all their stuff and my my teenage daughter has a way of like not so delicately saying to me you don't hear me right now and i'm like okay that means i'm like somewhere over here and i need to be more present 
Um, but going back to Fiji, that was just a, a monumental experience for me. And I, that week I had talked to um, many other of the participants that I was friends with there about like what was next for me. Like, am I, I, I knew I was supposed to take women on a trip. I just hadn't, or like on a transformational travel experience, I wasn't sure what that was going to look like yet. And after just having lots of conversations and, and looking at what I wanted in the years ahead, I was like, I want to create these experiences for other women. And it wasn't so much that revelation while I was there, <clears throat> but really being able to like, because like really embody like, okay, if all I have to do is provide this space for them to be able to show up and to be able to like feel connected right away and to be able to like confidently step into it, like that's all, that's all I have to do right there. And so I really took that kind of home with me. And I remember you reached out, you're like, when are we going on our women's trip? And I was like, here we go. Here's the start <laughs> of this right now. And so I really appreciated that because I had been talking about it for so long. I had some level of accountability. I love to talk about my dreams and what I have planned because it always ends up becoming reality by, by nature of the people who are just as excited about what I'm creating um, as I am. Um, but I will say like the after. Most times when I've come home from a trip, I've felt really like um, overwhelmed and nervous and like not sure what's going to happen or what's going to be different. Um, and because of the work I really did while I was in Fiji and just what I learned from the Fijian people, being able to come back to my family was like a gift because my daughter had been waiting up for me that night. I got home around midnight and we, I just went down, sat on the couch and a lot of stuff had happened at home while I was gone, but I wasn't thinking about that, all the stuff in the past. I was just, I, I was appreciating being present with them and like just figuring out like what, what, how they were in that moment and being able to ease into back into my life here at home. And that's what I want for these women who are going to travel even with us to Portugal in April. I want this to be a full experience where they can take this gift that they're given while we're gone and be able to ease and apply that back into their everyday life. Because for me, that was the greatest gift of all. It's like, I need to learn what I'm getting out of these travel experiences and bring them into my everyday life. Because do I have to travel to like get those experiences? No. But what I do is step out of my own environment, gain new perspective, and I'm able to see what I want to change and what I want differently for both myself, my family, and the people I love. And I think that's the, where the transformation comes from. You got it. That's the beauty right there about travel is it gives us perspective, right? And as we're going through our own grief journey or our healing journey going forward, it's about that perspective. I appreciate that. So I think Jennifer, will you highlight, cause there's a lot of parallelisms here with what Erin has shared, right? It's that before, during, then after. And, and I had reached out to you and Jennifer and I connected through a Facebook group, right? And so I put it out there. I'm like, Hey, who wants to go to Nashville? And it was just a weekend. It was a, a Friday to, to Sunday. And like, I think Aaron, like you, sh you shared, you connected with someone that you felt like you already knew and you had already kind of been in contact with. That was the same for Jennifer and I, we, the first yeah. time we connected, 
the first time we saw each other was at the Nashville airport. <laughs> right. Yep. But again, but we had already been in contact prior to, so everything leading up to it and we, and the excitement of that, of that trip. So Jennifer highlight for you, just that aspect, how this all started and your perspective and everything through that, that particular weekend. So my husband was not a traveler. So we would go maybe to a beach for the weekend, but nowhere exciting, never out of state, never anything. So I knew that when he passed away that I wanted to travel because I had always wanted to do that. So the opportunity came when you contacted me and you're like, hey, let's go to Nashville. Yes, immediately. Yes, I want to go. And I talked it over with the kids. You know, my kids are, you know, 18 and 19 now. And they were on board. They're like, yeah, go ahead, mom. And in the meantime, from the time we had planned the trip to when we took the trip, I had taken a new position at work. And that had allowed me to travel to a few places before our trip. And I, I loved it. I absolutely loved traveling. So when it came to our trip, it was my first ever girls trip. It was the first time I was really away. I wasn't working. I was completely free. Absolutely nothing tying me down. And from the moment we met in the airport, it was just go, go, go. And we, I, I know we both felt just so many presences of our husbands around us. You know, big believer of, you know, signs. And so for me, we were, you know, down at the football game. I was, you know, right in front of a seat and I turned around and it's 23. That was my husband's, you know, number. 23 was one of them. You know, we were going through a garden and there was like train station 58. That was the year, you know, he was born. So all of these things, I knew he was there with me. I knew he wanted me to continue on and go and just enjoy life because life is so short. He used to say, you know, I'm not saving money for a rainy day because it's raining every day. And that's how he lived his life. And so that's how I wanted to honor him is just enjoy it. And I remember coming home such a different person. I felt like I could tackle the world. I could do anything I could do because I survived a trip. You know, I had, I went to a city I had never gone before with somebody I, you know, had met through messaging, never met in person. And I'm like, I did this. I am a freaking rock star. And I am awesome. The kids made such comments like, mom, you're so much happier. I said, I'm excited. I am so excited for anything that comes my way. And I'm not afraid to say no anymore. I'm not afraid to say, you know, if it's overwhelming, no, I can't do it. Or yes, let's go. I have friends who I was friends with, you know, while I, well, you know, my husband was alive, but I didn't go out. I had my partner. I stayed at home. I loved being married and having him there. And 
you know, my friends will call me and say, hey, you want to go out and see a movie? Yep, let's go. You know, drop of a hat. It's such a transitional thing going and traveling. And it's it's just amazing. I never would have thought I would have felt that way ever. I think you both highlighted that is it's that confidence boost, right? Because I, I think you both indicated, I mean, it's, there's a little bit of you're, you're scared. I think Erin, you talked about that early on when you're kind of doing that, you're kind of scared. You're like, what am I getting myself into? Or how am I going to do this on my own? But once you do that and you, 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 you go through it and then you come out of it. Indeed, like you said, Jennifer, a different person. And it, and it sets you up for that next experience. Like you both said, it just sets you up. You're ready to do that. And I think that's important because um, it, it is an unknown, but you have to take that first step. It's yeah, that right. baby step. What I love Jenny about what you, well, and what just Jennifer just said was like, um, <laughs> trusting your, I think it's like trusting ourselves because when it's a, like a hell yes, <laughs> like we're going to do this. But then you start to think about all the steps that has to be taken to like get there. Sometimes we can let those steps, like we can think when we get into our brain that we're not supposed to do it because we're feeling overwhelmed with all the steps. So it's like, for me, it's knowing like, okay, in my soul, do I know this is what I wanted to do? Especially going to Fiji was like, yes, of course I'm supposed to go to Fiji. Well, then these are just some steps that I now have to like really break down and if there's questions that have gone unanswered i needed i need for my brain my nervous system to calm itself down i need to make sure i have those questions answered i've gone really broken the steps down into like bite size steps and so now i know my internal process of like what i need to do okay once i've decided yes this is the trip i just need to like make sure i have logistics worked out at home and the flight booked and everything else will sort itself out as i get closer and i'm really um with this this trip we're going to be taking to portugal it's it's easy to like have an experience and know your own process for going but like then when you've got 25 women with all unique perspectives who are like, yes, I'm going, and they're all going through their own individual journeys, like leading up to the trip. It's really important for me to like understand what's, what's going on. Like, right. Whenever they're nervous about something or all of a sudden they're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't go because there's too many decisions I have to make. It's like, well, let's dig into this a little bit more here. Like my, I said to my daughter, like, what's, what's really going on here? Like, what do we need to take a look at so I can help you make your experience a beautiful one before you get there? And I think for many of it, it's those unchecked boxes, the unknowns and um, just making sure we have some level of certainty. But what I know about widowed people and how do I know this? Because all of us are still here right now. <laughs> We're resourceful. Like if we don't know the answer, we are gonna figure the answer out. And so in that case, I know all these women that are gonna be coming and all the ones that wanna travel, like we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna figure out what they need to support them. They're gonna figure out what they need to support them. And we can just show up and enjoy the connection and this opportunity to get together once we get there and have a lot of fun like you and Jennifer had in Nashville. I think that's beautiful. And like you said, Aaron, it, connections are what are key. I mean, I think just along the way, this whole journey, I know that's what's helped me is making these connections, like with both of you, making our respective connections. And that's what travel does, right? And then like what, 
we it was just me and Jennifer that particular weekend, but like what you're putting together for this Portugal trip where there's 25 of us, it's all about the connections and how we're all going to come about from that and from each of our particular uh, journeys and backgrounds and what we're going to come out together. We're going to, we're going to grow. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and there, and that's just the thing. There is growth after the loss. I mean, we know this, we're stretching and growing every single day because we're taking on new challenges. We're having to learn things that were once maybe someone else's responsibility, right? But if if we don't do it, I don't know, that's been my perspective is like, if I don't do it, who's going to do it, right? And so I have had to like, just make the conscious decision to constantly learn and grow. It's like a different developmental process that I'm going through right now that I've never gone through before. Um, when I was younger, it was all professional development and I was gaining some level of significance from like just growing in my professional world and being able to support my family and those types of things. And when Andy died, none of that mattered anymore. I wanted to get to know myself. I wanted to know how I wanted to continue to navigate this world if it's only me or I just choose to bring a partner into it at some point, but most importantly, how I was gonna help my kids navigate it as well. And so, um, this is just, it's coming from a different place and more about love and connection versus like this need to say, hey, look at me, look at me out here doing all these things. I'm like, I just want to do it from a place of inspiration and bring others along on the journey and um, help them live a beautiful life as well. Right. Like you guys said, life we know too well, life's too short. So we might, might as well embrace the beauty of what's out there, right? We need to have something to look forward to. And I, I think that's important for widows, particularly in that early, those early stages when you're, you're just in survival mode, right? But if you have something to look forward to, it is scary. It is uncertainty, but set it up. Again, this is just one toolbox, right? It's worked for the three of us. It may not work for some folks, but it had, but that's why I want us to, as we're sharing these stories, it may help some others. And it just gives you something to look forward to. And like you said, be present, take that on, learn from it, and then evolve um, yeah. from that. Uh, because I, I think one thing for us, we, we've all experienced that widow's brain, right? Our, our brain certainly has been rewired right after the experience. And I think we'll obviously never be the same, but travel in itself, there's research on this, that travel does its own re rewiring, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it just, it helps us to embrace and take all of those experiences. And, and as you both highlighted, gives us just different perspectives, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think that um, most importantly, like it's awesome to have things to look forward to, right? We can bring some of that into our, we become that. Like every day we're like thinking about maybe one thing we're gonna do while we're there or like how we're gonna feel or who we're gonna be with. And there's some level of excitement that we don't get when we're in our ordinary lives of like going through our grief and all these other emotions that we're feeling. And so even if, it's you could replace travel with you know just setting up a night out with a group of friends once a month right and why like i always ask like why do you want to why do you want to do this why is this important to you and for me it's like if i'm not surrounded by people that i can be myself with and feel connected to and have a lot of fun and just like let loose and like but also like have really good meaningful conversations with 
then I'm probably not going to do it. And so I have to look at that and say, well, how do I want to bring that into my life every single day? Who do, and who do I need to become to create that in my life more often? And so we don't have to just wait for those experiences like six months, 12 months from now, we can start creating them every day. And I think that's been the most um, like valuable thing I've gained from travel is we are starting, my kids and I just to find those little ways to create those same feelings on a consistent basis, even if it's just driving to the park and like going off the path and walking into the woods or, you know, my thir my 14 year old and I one day after we came out of the woods and romping around and going on a little adventure, we were teeter tottering and swinging and like being super silly on the playground at the park that was at this uh, where we went. And um, I was laughing and giggling and everybody that walked by was like looking at us like we were absolutely ridiculous. And I was like, I have done my job for today then if I've made myself look absolutely ridiculous because I just want to be more playful in my life. And so um, I want to bring, you know, what I enjoy experiencing down the road into my life right now. And I just encourage everyone to do that. Like, why do you want this experience and how can you really create that right now for yourself? And then I think I mean, we've been talking about group settings or kind of like these outings. And yes, they don't necessarily have to be trips somewhere. It can be something local, right? It's just kind of stepping out and doing something different. But Jennifer, I think you've highlighted this too, and I know I've experienced, and sometimes it's okay to do things alone, right? And I think, Jennifer, you've yeah. gone out to different areas and just taken in nature, right? You've kind of driven out yeah. kind of into the, the mountain area and thing like mountain area type of thing and just in, taken that that quietness and that ability to re self-reflect, right? So do, do you want to share about that? Yeah, so my, our first our 20th anniversary was in 2022, November of 2022. I woke up that day. I called my boss and I said, I can't do this today. I'm calling in. And I drove up to the mountains. I didn't tell anybody I was going, which probably wasn't the best idea at the time. Um, but I went to the mountains. I hiked. I sat, I just watched everything and took it all in because it's just life is too short and we have to take time for ourselves and it's okay not to be okay sometimes and you need that break and you have to take that break and even when I come back from my trips, the kids say that I'm a happier person because I get to connect with myself again instead of with them. I love my kids to death, don't get me wrong, but I I need to be me. I need to be somebody other than mom and I can do that when I travel because if I'm not with them, I'm just Jennifer. I get to do whatever I want. I get to hang out with whoever I want. It's just it's amazing and we took a trip this summer to San Francisco and I asked the kids, I said, do you guys like going on these trips or would you rather have your dad back? And it was just one of those weird questions. And the kids said, you know, we love dad, but dad was in so much pain because he had spinal stenosis. So dad's not in pain anymore and we like going on the trips. And so that was, that was pivotal for me as well, because I'm, you know, they realize that dad's gone, but dad loved them 
and now we get to have, you know, fun. Not that we didn't have fun when dad was alive, but it's a different type of fun. And we go and we do things, things that we never would have done prior. And so they're getting to see things that they've never gotten to see as well, because we could have never walked the streets of San Francisco you know, with their dad and they got to do that. They got to climb to the top of Coit Tower, which about killed their mother, but you know, it's okay. <laughs> it's just all these little things that have happened that would not have happened mm-hmm. had my husband not passed away. Had me just deciding I don't want to be stuck in grief. I am so tired of being sad all the time. And I want to go out there. I want to experience life. I am way too young to just stop living. I can't do that. Exactly. <laughs> so, you I have that back on what? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So as I say, you had that convergence, Jennifer, right? Not only professionally, like you said earlier, you got a job that really started to open up to travel because you weren't doing that before. Then you right. have girls trips and then you're doing <laughs> things with your family, with your kids. So all yeah. of this convergence together is really giving you a different exposure. Yeah. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Go ahead, Erin. Yeah. Well, you just said something really key, Jennifer, about like, we can actually choose to be stuck in our grief. We can. It is honestly, it is a choice. And right. oftentimes we want to be there because we feel like, and I say we, because it's not like the majority of people. It just is what it is. Because that's our reminder that our loved one was, you know, present with us, was a part of our life, right? It, but also there are other ways that we can honor our loved one and still very much make them present in our life as we go forward on our journey. And I always like to say, like, my late husband's name was Andy. So, like, what would Andy do? He was fun. He was adventurous. He would be, like, doing crazy things like zip lining and all the stuff, like, with us. And so I've had to really – it's brought me new elements of, like, feelings into my life by really, like, saying, how can I live for him rather than grieve for him? Because um, it's completely changed the way my kids and I – now, let me – I will say there was a moment, especially when I bought a motorhome in 2020 and I decided, I don't know what I was doing. I decided I'm just going to take the motorhome and drive my kids out to Yellowstone. And we went through, you know, Beartooth Pass and Montana and like then to the Tetons. And I was like, we made our first stop and it said, oh, scenic overlook. I'm like, cool, scenic overlook. Let's go. Um, and we were standing at the top. All of a sudden we, it's like these beautiful canyons we came up on. And I'm standing there looking and my kids are like, let's hike down the canyon. And I was like feeling overwhelmed with like, you know, when you get to the edge of a cliff and you're like, oh my gosh, I almost had a panic attack right there because I was thinking like, Andy should be the one here. He should be the one going down the mountain with, or the canyon with them. And he would not be afraid. He would just do it. And about that time when I'm like crying and like having a panic attack, my kids grab my hands and they're like, Mom, you got this. Like, we're, yeah. we'll, you know, it's okay. Like, we'll hold your hand as we go down. It's going to be all right. And it was like that moment where, like, I wanted it, I just wanted Andy to be here to do it, but they wanted me very much to be a part of the experience. And so it was so beautiful. 
And I learned a lot from that. And it's like, it's okay if I'm afraid, like my kids got me sometimes, even when I don't feel like I do, because I wanted to go run off in the motorhome and like, just cry and curl up in a cocoon. And they're like, no, you got this. And I was like, okay. And they've had to remind me that several times. And now I believe it. So, <laughs> um, but it's, it is a process. It is a journey and we get to choose how we live out that journey. And there are going to be opportunities where we grieve, but also whether we choose to stay in that and what that looks like is completely up to us. And that's what I want everyone to experience from this. And I think that's what you're highlighting. We have that commonality, I think, amongst the three of us. And as an example, where we've made that decision, right? Like Jennifer, like you said, we don't, we didn't want to get stuck, right? And we wanted to move forward and still live, but we're still honoring. And I think that's what we've instilled with our kids too, is let's honor our loved one. Let's honor our late husband, our, you know, their dads, you know, their dad, to go through and move forward. We can still do that in life and remember them and then have those moments. Like you had, you're like, oh, Andy should be here. Right. So uh, I, I think we were taking that and in, in moving forward with it. Aaron, you said it perfectly. Your kids got you. That's just like my kids a couple weeks ago. I'm just, I'm, we had just a major fiasco with our refrigerator. Long story short, it was a, the fuse box. It tripped a fuse, right? I am sitting on the couch crying in tears. And my daughter's like, mom, we can buy the cheapest refrigerator. It's okay. We don't need all the fancy stuff. And I'm like, I don't care. Your dad isn't here. It's all his fault. And she's like, mom, it's okay. Look, I looked this up on Google and my son's like, mom, I think we can do. And I'm just, you know, I'm in tears and they're just, you know, they, they are such changed people because of that. And they, they feed off of that. And so by not being stuck in grief, they're not stuck and they're moving on and they're, you know, they got me. They know exactly what to say when I need to hear it. And that's so important. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to that resourcefulness, right? Not only for us, that it, it forced us into that resourcefulness, but also for our kids. It modeled it for them. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I think I appreciate all of what you both have shared. I think, again, these experiences are going to help those who are listening to this when they're at that stage of and seeing, you know what, let me, let me try this, right? Um, if it worked for these three gals, we can, they can certainly experience it too. Um, and then it'll be pivotal for them, right? However they, they grow. So are there any closing thoughts that either one of you want to mention? Go travel. Everybody Bye. needs to travel. Yeah. <laughs> and I think one thing Jennifer said, and this was uh, like, I just want to, one last tribute even to my late sister is she always said, look for the signs. They're all around you. And they will be very much, whether you're, you know, walking through your house during the day or you're on the other side of the world having a beautiful experience, wherever that may be, um, they are truly all around you. And those are the gifts that we get to take with us and open up along the way. And there are so many beautiful gifts. You know, would we, would we want our loved one to be enjoying this experience with us? Absolutely. But doesn't mean that we can't still enjoy this experience in our own unique way as we move forward. And there 
I love to imagine there are cheerleaders cheering us on every single step of the way as we take on these new adventures and we're doing it scared. Like I said, I like we can do it scared and, you know, and still do it and it's okay, but look for those signs. But think of it, um, Aaron, you're scared, but look at what now you have created that action. There's 25 women going to Portugal, right? You took that, your own personal experience and created that catalyst to now help 25. Mm. And I think that's what we can all do respectively and how we help support each other in this community. Cause it's only mm. this experience that we all really understand and can bond instantly with, right? This, this loss mm-hmm. you've now created and you're putting in motion a life-changing experience for 25. Yeah. And I want to keep doing it. That's so amazing. yeah, if, uh, if um, you can always share my my travel information for people to get on the list because after this one I'll be announcing our next um, travel experience together but that's what I want to keep doing and that's my contribution like figure if I leave this world in any way it's like giving people the gift of an experience that they probably could you know they may never have imagined for themselves but um, I want to be able to you know have create that space and give them the opportunity to really like um figure out who they are and what from this experience they want to bring back and do more of um so they can step out into the world because as jennifer as you mentioned earlier who we are isn't just a mother or a widow or a wife or a sister or like whatever or a daughter like who we are is so much bigger than that it's it's um how we step into those roles that we're faced with in our lives and let's strengthen that let's bring out more of that and one thing i even learned this last week i just got back from vegas um after after fiji last year i stayed connected to all those beautiful people from all around the world and 11 of us got together in vegas rented a house and spent a week together like lifting each other up planning for the new year Um, but bringing out who we were and as the week went on because i know them but i don't like let go like I do with my childhood friends. One thing, and I had like three different people like tell me this at the end, they're like, you need to keep bringing out the playfulness in you. Cause I was just being silly and goofy. And by the last night, they all, uh, some of the, our European friends wanted to like actually get a Vegas experience. I said, let's go to Fremont street. And we found a piano bar and I was like, I don't like, I can't sing, but I wanted to like, just get up and be goofy. And I remember I, I, uh, my friend went up Lindsay and she threw a dollar in they're like last song and she's like we got this and I already had my song in my head what I wanted to sing and I got on the mic and I said I'm just here to have fun and everyone started bursting out in laughter and it made it fun like I'm not trying to be a professional singer I wanted to be goofy and playful and have a good experience and and a few of my friends afterwards reached out and they're like keep that going like we fully like they loved being around playful Aaron and the Aaron that let loose and the Aaron that was just silly and wanted to like experience life differently. And I want to give that to my kids because oftentimes I can be so serious. Um, and so it, it even just having that little week long um, experience with them, it's, it taught me that like, oh, I need to be more playful. That's who I am. And we don't have to take life so seriously because remember life's too short right exactly (laughs) so jennifer you know how you and i always talked about signs during our trip what aaron's Uh talking about vegas see it's just re-emphasizing because that's going to be one of our next trips is vegas so i'm already yes vegas it's like it's in the air it's in the universe right (laughs) 
Yeah. But again, it becomes just that next thing. So again, it's all tying together. So, all right. Well, Jennifer, any thoughts from your end? Again, anything? Uh, I, you know travel. what? It sucks being a widow, but you know what? There's some good things that come out of it. So, you know, for somebody who's just in the beginning stages, give yourself time and that's all it is. And, you know, just take, take advantage of everything that comes your way. That's, that's, that's the only thing you can do. Yes. Thank you both. Appreciate your perspectives and what you're sharing, what you shared uh, during this podcast. So thank you so much. Appreciate it.